Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from August the 13th, 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hard Body Hopper. I think this is the first time the three of us have been together in a while. Doc, what do you say? I have no idea, man. I'm yeah. trying to remember. It's I'm not been a while. To, I'm not trying to live in the past. I'm trying to get excited about what we're about to throw down on these people. We had fucking Lance's hoe ass. Oh, no, that's I heard nice. it was. I heard, wait, I heard it was his birthday this week. How old is he? Like sixty-two. Jesus! Well, that explains everything. It does doesn't it? Fuck. I think Lance is uh, knocking on fifty. To be honest with y'all. Oh wow! Yeah, he's an old fella. Old old fella. Yep. Uh, but Harper, how how you doing, man? How was your Thanksgiving? How was all that shit? How was WrestleCade? You had a good time uh, babysitting the kids that you were with. Yeah. Well, it's. I'm back. Yeah, I hear you. It, so, it, 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 it was fucked up. Was one of the matches that I was really looking forward to was it, it was uh, Nick Aulis, the NWA. It, it was he was defending the title, and it was the last match. Yeah, I'm sitting there watching it, and all of a sudden you hear err err err, and the emergency lights start blinking. And this shit comes on that says, a fire has been reported in the building. Please exit. And I was like, what the fuck? You're kidding. Some motherfucker pulled a fire alarm during a match. Some fucking Jeez. kid or something. Yeah. It totally ruined every... I, I mean, no one got up. <laughs> and, and, like, they kept on, like, wrestling through the thing. And it just... It totally fucking killed it. It was like trying to fuck and your phone keeps ringing and it it totally ruins it dude i was so fucking pissed killed the heart on it killed the fucking heart on that's nice because everyone's all like looking around and like oh do we do we get up do we fucking it it totally ruined everything fucking asshole rat bastard fucking kid (laughs) all right we're off and running early today doc how are you well, I'm blessed, and I'm ready to be a blessing, dear sir. I hope everybody had a very uh, special Thanksgiving a couple of weeks ago, and we're uh, we're gearing up for Christmas, man. Kwanzaa, all that other shit. Yeah, Hanukkah. You like the Jews, don't you? Hey. Wow. But my people hate the Jews. Wait, what? what? 
Well, <laughs> okay, where's that coming from? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. You tell me. Hey, that's a good point. He's not. How could Harper speak for your people? <laughs> uh, don't know what Harper's talking about, but such is life. Uh, that was not the first time. Uh, yeah. All right. Hey, so uh, I want I want some I want some predictions though, because by the time this show comes out, the game will have been played. Oh, we got a big SEC championship game this Saturday: LSU and Georgia. Who's got uh, Georgia? How about the no one? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, we'll see. I, I, Mike's, I don't Mike's too afraid to say anything. He's too much no, of a pussy. No, because I think I think if the Booker man wants two SEC teams in, the he's got to beat play, LSU. Yeah, the play is Georgia has to beat LSU, and it'd be a close game. So I, the let problem me just say is, this. I see I that mean, Georgia table. I mean, Georgia has a guy. They got injuries, and your boy got suspended for the first half of fighting with that uh, Georgia Tech kid. So, Yeah, I, I, I'd love to see us win it, obviously, but I, I just, yeah. I'm telling you, I, I be 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 wary of the Booker, man. I'm just yeah, saying no, to man. get two LSU man, nobody, teams, there two is LSU no, teams in. There is no heavier hand in sports than the SEC Booker man. The NCAA yeah. SEC Booker man. They they go every Saturday. They risk exposing the business from about two thirty Central to about six fifteen. I'm telling Dude, you, man. I, I was sitting there watching the fucking Monday Night Football game with a a female friend of mine. Uh oh. And it was to sit. And everyone's like, you know, if the if if us if the uh, Seahawks win, we we got the number one seed. I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, don't these motherfuckers know? The fucking NFL makes the fucking rules and they control everything. If they want them to win, they're gonna win. I said, where in the fuck have you been my whole life, girl? Come here. <laughs> so you, well, you you're might have a keeper. A, yeah, yeah, you're dating a broad who knows that it's a work. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's better than Mike and I have. We're still trying to explain that shit. Oh yeah, because yeah. those these, these broads over here they ain't smart to shit. Why that's do like, you say? Um, why do you say everything's a work? Well, because it is. <laughs> that's like my fucking mom always watches the fucking voice. I was like, they know who's gonna win before it's it's before the first asshole comes out. <laughs> Christopher, Christopher, that's not true, Christopher. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's uh, jump into this. I got a couple of things, and then we're going to, I think, Doc, you got one thing before we jump into the main portion of the show. Special shout-out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, for your generous patronage each and every month. We appreciate it. Also, patron, new patron shout-outs and people who bumped up their pledge. Bobby Murray, longtime supporter and Patreon member and BTT Hall of Famer who loves this show, bumped up his pledge. So thank you, Bobby. Robert Coleman, thank you for rejoining us on Patreon. Troy Spa, shout out to you as well. Longtime Patreon member uh, from back when we were on Podbean. You made the move over to Patreon, so thank you very much. And Wes Lilliman, thank you for coming back to Patreon as well. And thank you all for your support. So, Bobby, Robert, Troy, Wes, thank you very much. Doc, you got something for our longtime best listener from Philly, don't you? No. First of all, let me just say this. I was listening to 83 Weeks, and Conrad was talking about he bought one of those new Tesla trucks. 
Y'all know what I'm talking about? That yeah. stupid looking thing. Yeah. And it's still and it don't even come out until 2022. So he pre-ordered a car. So I just want you guys out there, I want to thank the patrons that are already in the in the we've already uh got into the barn here. We appreciate you guys. But if you're wondering where to spend your money, I'll just make you a promise that we'll never use your patron money to pre-order a vehicle. Ever. What do you think? That guys? fucking looks like shit. Well, that there's that. <laughs> you know what that makes him for they... you know what that makes him for buying that thing? Fucking we, loser. Fucking Mark. <laughs> fucking we... loser. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um Harper, is that the first time you've really heard that voice? <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. Harper, I'm going to hit a couple more before the night's over. I only, I've got two more that you haven't heard. But, yes, this is one of them. Fucking we- loser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, all right. anyway, we we got to get to the spotlight here so we can get to the show. I feel like it's apropos. I don't really know what's going on here. So, I'm going to – but, you know, as the, the leader here, I feel like I need to make a statement. Um. It is recently, we'll do the Docaholic Spotlight of the Week. This week we're going to put in, um, for two reasons, uh, the old listener, old, old listener, Phil Allen. Um, I got word that he beat cancer. That's good. And I also heard he's been busting some guts out. Oh, wow. Is that true? Uh, He was talking about rearranging somebody's uterus on the Facebook group of old about a week ago or so. Well, he can't be that far from death if he's out there talking about such things because most people that are about to die are trying to get their life right with the Lord. Hopper, are you trying to say something? I can't tell if you're breaking up or not. Nuh-uh. Oh, okay. So, um, good job beating the cancer. Keep the checks coming in to the BTT boys. Uh, Your Eagles are as bigger pile of trash than my Cowboys are. Jesus Christ, huh? (laughs) Those motherfuckers couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper bag. (laughs) That makes me happy. And, Doc, Uh, you know know what I have to tell you. It's this. Thoughts and prayers, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. This season is a is a tire fire. I get it. Um, they're still in the playoff hunt, and they're if the season ended today, they 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 have an actual would, home game. We would host the forty nine. Yeah. So here's what I'm hoping for. Since I like chaos and dissension and destruction, I'm gonna say that I hope that we go ahead and win the division, but we win it with seven wins. Like the first time, Battle did, and then he beat the Saints. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Well, we better get all of our fun out of the way because I'm going to go ahead and not necessarily grade, but give everybody the Iggy early here. This episode's not so hot, pal. What happened? Yeah. I've been gone for a while on these Wednesday nights, and then I come. Oh, wait. I did the last couple. They were good. What happened to this one? They well, cut something. I wanted, and I wanted to bring this up. They cut something here because 38 minutes is not the normal. I mean, that's not an hour show. Uh, the, the Braves may have cut into one hour of it and they may have cut something from the original. I don't have the original to know specifically what it would have been. Yeah. 
you, you know they cut some so much shit out these fucking episodes. Well, yeah, they generally cut things because it's an inconsistent time. Like even ones that are the old two hour episodes, some of them will be an hour and 32 and then you'll find some that are an hour and 20 and that's like kind of impossible. Yeah. So when so, this show tonight isn't your normal 95 minutes of entertainment, don't get mad at us. Get mad at the WWE. Yeah, we're going to blame them. So, all right, yeah. let's let's jump into it. It is the August 13th episode of Saturday Night on TBS from 1988. And the show actually opens. Uh, they show Brad Armstrong versus Al Perez battling each other. And then we literally head immediately right to the studio. And we got Tony, Jr., and David, and then we get a run-in from the Midnight Express. So while I'm got it queued up, let me hit play and let's see what uh, Tony, David, and the Midnight Express, and let's let's see what happens. Here it is. World Championship Wrestling, Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, and David Crockett. We tried with the NWA, the Major League of Professional Wrestling. Today on our program, a big six-man tag team event featuring the Varsity Club together. Also, we're going to see the Fantastics. Also, a man turning a lot of heads in the NWA. We're talking about Al Perez. Also here in a singles match, as well as Brad Armstrong and the U.S. Heavyweight Champion, Barry Windham. And David, you have many special interviews. That's right. I have a very special interview with a very special tag team combination. Ricky Morton, Nikita Koloff. Also, I have an interview with Lex Luger, powerful man. He's going to be talking about Ric Flair. The world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair, is here. I'm going to be talking to him. Also, the world tag team champions, Tully and Iron Anderson. Well, I'll tell you what, Dave, we've got a lot of important people to talk about, and fans, we're also going to be talking about a lot of the big confrontations going on right now in the NWA, the situation involving the Midnight Express, and Iron Anderson and Tully Blanchard. And, well, not a dull moment right here, fans. Here's... Jim Ross, is that your real face or are you breaking that in for a bulldog, sweetie? You know something? Let me talk to you, David. You know, it seems that the confrontation has already begun. The Midnight Express against Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. And I was scared. I was worried. I was afraid that Tully and Arn might have an unfair advantage against us because of those four horsemen vitamins. So you know what I did? I went in Arn Anderson's bag when he wasn't around. I snuck in there. I got a bottle of them four horsemen vitamins. And I wanted to check them out. So I took that top off and I took them out. And you know what I found? I found those four horsemen vitamins are all shaped like Fred and Wilma Flintstone. And they're chewable. Now, right off, we can tell they don't grow too good of a head of hair because between the three of them, they ain't got one. But I thought maybe, just maybe, they might have some kind of power, some kind of physical power that they were giving the horsemen. To, but then I looked at Tully Blanchard's physique, and I figured Tully Blanchard, he's already made arrangements. When he dies, he's going to leave that body to science fiction. Now, let me tell you something, Tully Blanchard and Arn Edison. The fact of the matter is, it's already started, and before it's over, the Midnight Express are going to be the World Tag Team Champions, and everybody's taking sides. I heard Gary Hart out here saying bad things about us. Well, I ain't going to say nothing bad about Gary Hart because he's a very important man around TBS. He's fixed to take over Grandpa's place as the host of Super Scary Saturday because Gary Hart's so ugly, he makes Grandpa Munster look like a Playgirl centerfold. But I tell you what, after we beat Tully and Arn, after we win the World Tag Team title, he can bring Max Headroom and the Frito Bandito over here, and we'll bump them off and send Gary Hart back to his previous occupation, haunting houses. So just remember, in a confrontation between the Midnight Express and Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, it's just like the old saying, it's when an irresistible force meets an immovable object. And brother, I don't know whether Tully and Arn are an immovable object or not, but I guarantee you one thing, the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette <laughs> are simply irresistible. <laughs> Nice talking to you today, David. Wonderful time. 
All right, Doc, you have anything from Corny going off on JR right there at the very beginning of it? Uh, yeah, I do. Corny got a lot in in a short amount of time. Yeah. He was, what, two minutes? This is also... This is also a time when just wearing a pink shirt was a heel move, right? Yeah, you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't these right. boys? Don't these boys know they shouldn't be wearing that pink shirt? Yeah, that was. What you want was... them queers? You a queer boy? Stan Lane's like, come smell my dick. It smells like your mama's pussy. What the fuck? <laughs> wow, that's nice. That just made me. That just made me think of something. I won't have to tell this story one day. Just say it. Sounds like the day. Let's hear it. <laughs> no, so. All right, man. So back in the day, one of my partners, black Uh-oh. dude, he was he was dating this this white chick from from Chalmette, Harper. That sounds. She sounds like a keeper. Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and. Did did she oh wait, did she have daddy issues or did she weigh three hundred pounds? Probably no, she didn't both. No, she didn't neither. She didn't have daddy issues, nor did she weigh three hundred pounds, but her parents didn't like the idea that she was Of course not. A You're kidding me. Right. <laughs> no. From Met Hopper, right. You 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 Well you know, know this oh, the parish is in Saint Bernard has the least uh, amount of uh black population and and that's a fact. Say that again. And it's all—it's been like that, and it's been choreographed like that. <laughs> so basically, there's not a well. There's there's probably a higher percentage now, but yeah, uh, yeah. The, all, the, the white folks used to live in Saint Bernard Parish, right? I mean, okay. they got Violet. Violet's black. Right. Saint Bernard. That's a black area. So my partner calls me, and he well, here's what happens. He's He's staying by her house this weekend because her parents went out of town. Now, keep in mind, this isn't like when we're 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. We're like 25, 26, 27, 28 years old at this point when when he's staying over there. So, I mean, you know, he's working for a living, educated brother, got a degree, all that good stuff, got got a good job. So, anyway, he's he's staying over there by the house. And he calls me. He goes, he goes, hey, bro. I'm by such and such as house. I'm like, oh yeah, so you spend the night over there this week weekend, right? He's like, yeah. He's like, bruh, I just got out the shower and I'm butt naked and I just rolled all over her parents' bed with my dick out and I just <laughs> the bed butt fucking naked. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. And then I got in front of the mirror and I just started dancing and jingling and swinging it all around and rubbed it all on the on the dresser. You nasty son of a bitch. So anyway, I don't know when Harper said that about the the, the cock smelling like um what was it? No, the Doc said that. Don't put that. Yeah. In, I, I would never say something like that. You would also need to go make sure you have an internet connection before you become get on a podcast. Jesus. What's wrong? <laughs> it's slowing and speeding up on us. Oh. And, we're, and it's, it's trying to break into whistleblower, too, if you listen. <laughs> it really is. It's trying to do whistleblower. All right. Uh, Hubbard, what were your thoughts on this promo? 
He was fucking great. Even the shit he brought up was fucking dated. That's me, Max Hedrum and the Frito, fucking whatever the fuck his name was. Remember him? I don't remember him. I remember Max Hedrum. Yeah, I mean, it, but I mean, fuck it, the fucking Flintstone vitamins, and I mean that was funny. Uh, the horseman and, vitamins that he brings up to are um, yeah. Arn said he never made any money from them. Just if you haven't heard that already. And it, and the thing is, you've never heard anyone talk like this about the horseman. You never heard anyone just talk about how how they're how fucking Arn's bald and 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 all that kind of shit. No one has has ever brought that up. That's a good point. That's corny specialty too, and ripping somebody apart too. Yeah. And then these these cosplay wrestlers want to get in there and go toe to toe with him. Yeah, have fun with that, bro. <laughs> Knock yourself out, brother. Knock yourself out. All right. So after Cornette cuts that promo on Arn and Tully, we go to Ricky Morton who defeats Lee Ramsey in singles competition. Doc, anything from that match? I'm really confused after this. What? So. I assume Gibson is her, huh? That yeah. was my exactly my question. Yes, your assumption yeah. is right. Yes, that's what you I always thought. Yeah, that's okay. what I, I thought, always thought. I don't think he I got in Gibson, trouble with this. I thought Gibson got hurt in like ninety. Uh, maybe I'm getting the timeline confused. But I thought he got hurt. But I go, go ahead say. You you're con- okay. We don't have the answer to that right now. Not really a big deal. But you're about to say something about the promo. I can tell. There's just a mess. This is a mess. Yeah, and then fucking Nikita's there, and bro, Nikita. You know what Nikita looks like? He looks like the guy that's the local high school football coach that served in Vietnam, and he loves Ronald Reagan. <laughs> that's what he looks like. Reaganomics, brother. Yeah. He loves fucking Ronald Reagan and the fucking Born in the USA Bruce Springsteen song. And he hates Michael Dukakis. <laughs> All right. Let's let's get a quick soundbite of it. Uh, Nikita saying Punky might be the best thing I've heard. Yeah, I was going to point that out. Is that is that okay to do? Yeah. Here it is. Here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton. Ricky, great tag team wrestler. What about this this interesting tag team combination? You and Nikita Koloff. Well, you know, first of all, I want to say something about Over the past couple of years, I've been concentrating on the world tag team belts. But now is the time of point in life. I want the world tag the world single heavyweight belt, Heather Ric Flair. But when you put tag teams together, brother, there's nothing more than you create so many women. This guy right here, Nikita Koloff. I tell you, this is not a, a, rock, a Rollins, bro. This is a different kind of express right here. I talked to Punky last week, and Punky said, yeah, I'm looking for a partner, maybe to go after a world tag team tackle. Maybe you as a tag team tackle. Huh? I said, well, Punky, then I'll be glad to be your partner. And I think the people are going to be glad to see Pokemon and Nikita Koloff together. So if it's a world tag team title, USA tag team title, world heavyweight title, USA title, Barry Wyndham, I don't care who it is. Single tag team, Rick and Morgan and Nikita Koloff are going to be there and we are going to sign the contract. 
What he's trying to say is, David, is when it comes right down to the nitty grit, the key to call off of Rick Morton, don't take no. All right. That's true, Ricky Morton. Akita. <laughs> Morton comes in to translate at the end, Hopper. It's like, God damn. <laughs> he goes, man, I thought Gibson was a mush mouth motherfucker. Yeah. This son of a bitch. I can't understand a word he's saying. How you say, Punky Morton? How uh, you say, Punky? At least Gibson's high. He's got an excuse. What's this motherfucker's excuse? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Hopper, any other thoughts on the promo? It's, I mean, that was great. It just, he, I, I don't know what the fuck he said. I don't think he knows what the <laughs> fuck he said. <laughs> and as poor fucker Ricky Morton's like, God damn it, bro. Let me, let me fish this thing out of the fucking yeah. side of the road. They translate what the fuck this guy just said. And I have oh. questions, because is Gibson hurt? Morton says the world title, but now he's got a tag team partner, and I thought Nikita and Sting were tag teaming. Shut up, bruh. It goes back to that old thing that we I always I thought it was say. Nikita and, and fucking Dr. Death were a tag team. Oh, yeah. Remember them? Yeah. Just wait till what happens remember, with remember, Ivan. Pal, remember how uh, how buttoned up this shit was back everything in the day. Everything was right? airtight back then, brother. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. We had, a, we, ever, we had a plan. We booked months in advance. We were... Wait, what? Yeah. No. Um, let me throw something out at y'all. You remember how before the Crockett Cup, they kept throwing together Al Perez and Larry Zabisco? Yeah. Zabisco. Oh, damn. I forgot about Larry Zabisco. That's okay. true, huh? So just wait. They're going to throw those two back together on a whim in the next few months. Okay. And that belt's gone, I assume. No. Oh, probably not. No. No. But he, that belt's but still around. Matter. It doesn't matter because when Arn and Tully leave, I'm done. I quit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all fuck right. I, I don't want to see the fucking G-Man. All these patrons back in the day during my heel run couldn't run me off. But only, uh, or Tully and Arn leaving is enough. I'm out. That's a tough one. I can't lie. All right. It'll Hopper. be like when Drew Brees gets AIDS and, and has to retire. And that's nice. Come on, bro. He's married. Grow up. Maybe uh, he goes out. Maybe he goes out with Alvin Gentry one night and get some Mike. of that dirty stuff. Mike. Mike's the only one that'll get that. <laughs> that's that's inside, inside, inside baseball. I think you've said it before that out on the show that you say Alvin. Go ahead, say what you say about Alvin Gentry to coach so the Pelicans. We played the New Orleans Pelicans last night, and it's always fun when we play the Pel the Mavericks play the Pellies because. I like y'all's coach, Alvin Gentry, but he always looks like he's been out the night before, and sometimes his eyes are kind of bloodshot and droopy. And it, we made up a joke a couple years ago that they're the dirty pussy crew, and, and to get them out of losing streaks, Alvin Gentry will take the team out on the town and get some dirty New Orleans coos to break the losing streak. That's nice, Doc. Grow up. There's a DPC. That's nice. The DPC crew. Speaking of a DPC crew, uh, the Varsity Club defeats Gary Phelps, Rick Allen, and Don Valentine. And Hopper, the whole time I saw this, I kept thinking to myself, look at this guy with the powder blue singlet. He looks like a fucking, a chain-smoking soccer mom. Back then, <laughs> listening to fucking Hart and fucking Pat Benatar driving a fucking 
go out How of the late 70s. Exactly. Like, he's a magic man, and she's got a Virginia Slim hanging out of her fucking mouth singing that fucking song. He also, from a distance, looks like Chick Donovan. That's true. No, Chick Donovan was much more built, Doc. Well, yeah, I meant I said from a distance. Oh, <laughs> it you was cataract with astigmatism and cataract. Some cataract. Okay, the hair, yes. Um, th- th- this uh, that guy, guy. <laughs> Sullivan, just fucking that. That guy looks like a woman who would straight face tell you that things would be better if the hair metal bands were still in control of the music scene. Yeah, she's the one that would look at you go, "Well, fuck you." With, with, with a cigarette hanging hanging out of a fucking mouth, they can pour some. Sh- they can pour some sugar on me. Yeah, Hopper. Hopper. I'll still I fuck to... Joe Elliott. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Hopper, look when Sullivan throws this guy out the ring, and the guy's not moving. He doesn't even. He he's not moving. Watch Sullivan just kicking this poor here. bastard in the head. Look, he let him have it. <laughs> look at this guy. He don't want to get up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pounding him in the head. He's like, he's like, get the fuck off me. God, this guy doesn't know. Anyway, all right. The Varsity I saw fucking Club. Ronnie Garvin at fucking WrestleCade, and I wanted to fucking ask him about that. We used to you, were afraid, you were afraid he would stretch you? Yeah. <laughs> he looks good for his age, Hopper. He's yeah. A... Okay, I mean, who don't... else? Did, who, who, who did you look? Who did you see that looked good other than Ronnie Garvin? That looked good. <laughs> From that time? Anytime. They're still just looking like. Well, I awesome. mean, from for like the old timers. I, I mean, Ricky Morton still doesn't. Oh, fucking. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Bobby Fulton still looks good. Yeah, he's just got short hair. He does look good, though, for his yeah. age. I mean, you what can about, tell he, he fucking dyed his beard and all, but I mean, he still looked good. What about Tim Horner? I did see Tim Horner. And he's he looks like somebody's dad, and he's just. And I said, man, if if there was a goodwill around here, I would go buy a fax machine, because I forgot he was there. And I'm fucking walking by, and I was like, that's Tim Horner. There he is, right there. Hey, why well, Do you mind signing something for me? Uh, sh- sure, little buddy. <laughs> well, we got to go out to my car and get it because it's a fucking fax machine, you moron. Okay, who did you see that looked? You were like, God Almighty, what happened to them? Uh, hmm. Say names. This is what people want. I mean, Rick Steiner. Steiner's were there. I mean, Rick Steiner's not as big anymore. What's wrong? Your your internet connection has been out with Alvin Gentry and the Dirty Pussy Crew and needs to go get That's a penicillin nice. shot. He's <laughs> 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 oh, got to need some Valtrex because it's got the herp That's sores on it. I think no, I heard whoa. it. It does. It's, it's like you keep breaking. It's, uh, let me yeah, ask uh, you a Jake's question. There. Jake uh, the Snake. Jake had a table next to us. He showed up and he left. He wasn't there ten minutes. Mm. People are like, where did Jake go? I don't fucking know. He, I'm not he, commenting. He, he fucking took his shit and left. Mm. And he was supposed to, to do um, one of them little what, what do you call it? The fucking uh, 
the question and answer thing or whatever. And um, he says, Hacksaw filled in for him. Did you talk to Conrad while you were there? I don't think he was there. I don't think he was there, Doc. Wow. Because Bruce Mitchell filled in for yeah, the yeah. Orange Show. Right. For Conrad. Con I think Conrad was yeah. supposed to do it, but Bruce filled in. So I don't I don't know if Conrad mm -hmm. was there. Okay. I don't think, I think he was there. All right. Um, do you think the other two guys here tricked are are smoking female? But he's going to take all the punishment. shirts. Okay, who do shirts did you buy? I got an old magazine. He almost dropped him on his I got a, oh, they, damn, bro. Um, Hopper, let me ask you a question. Did you, did you, did you restart your computer before we started? He's completely gone now. Oh, uh, I'm here. No. Did you, did you restart it? No. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a problem. Always. Re re restart it and I'm gonna call you back. Cause you're breaking up real, real bad. Like we can't even hear you. Yeah. Just so anyway, that'll be Just... the last time we hear from Harper. So I'll be getting my voice no, ready no, no. to do Hopper, text me when text me once you're back on, and I'll call you right Jeez. back. The most unprofessional podcast. They call us unprofessional for a reason. We ought to just slip into Mud Show. He's still trying to talk. <laughs> That's awesome. Now we have <laughs> Beyond the Crypt Harper instead of the whistleblower. Just a little <laughs> from Beyond. Uh, all right. Uh, Good luck editing this shit, pal. No, we'll, we'll get it. He's still on. You know what that means? I'll get it. Uh, he's still he on. Still hasn't, I can't hear him. He still hasn't restarted his computer. Harper, if you can hear us, go ahead and restart. Doc and I'll keep going for right now, and then as soon as you're back on, I'll 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 get you back in. Jesus Christ, what's going on in New Orleans down there? They got a hurricane I or don't something? Know. I don't know. Uh, all right, uh, Doc, while we're waiting for him to restart and get his computer back up and running, um, we we do – okay, he just showed it. He hung up. We do have a Lex Luger promo. And yeah, let's, let's hear old Lex. What's he got to say? He's trying to fight anywhere, anytime, pal. Yeah, let's hear from, let's hear from Lex. It's not that long. Here it is. The shirt – he's got a shirt on, but it eventually comes off. Here it is. World heavyweight champion Ric Flair's toughest challenge to date has been from the total package Lex Luger. The match is signed. The rematch is signed. Will Ric Flair withstand the awesome power of the total package Lex Luger? Lex? You know, David Crockett, I am an all-time high. Physically, I'm in the best shape of my life. But more than that, it's emotional. Because I am an all-time high. The adrenaline's flowing. Everything's coming my way. Because I'm an all-time high for one thing. Because I can reach out. And I can touch it now. It's at my fingertips. And it's 20 pounds of gold. And it's a World Heavyweight Championship. Nature Boy, my hat's off to you. Your level of experience, your wrestling skill, your physical skills are at their all-time peak. But they have to be. Because Nature Boy, first it was the avoidance. Seven long months I had to go through Iron. I had to go through Tully. I've had to go through my own tag team partner to get a shot at you in Baltimore. And then when we signed the match, you jumped me in a parking lot. 
Well, Nature Boy, the match came to pass. And I knew, millions of people across the country knew, but most of all, Nature Boy, you knew that you were beat. So what it comes down to, Nature Boy, is what you dreamt the whole time. Your worst nightmare is this right here. You knew I knew. This was a test you've never had before. And Nature Boy, the rematch is coming. And the bottom line is this. You better be at your best. There's a total package next to after one thing. That's the World Heavyweight title. Diamonds are forever. But your World Championship reign is not. The total package is coming after you. All right, fans. Will this time be the time? You know, a lot of his promos coming up are going to sound just like that. But they're still better than Sting, which makes him the number one contender. The only thing problem I had with it was he called it the 20 pounds of gold. Yeah, what? That was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's decent. I mean, we're not trying to get much out of him. We just need him to come out there and not screw up. The shirt eventually came off. It was my note, and there was a little sweat happening. He wasn't drenched, but he was sweating. So I wish the jive tones were still around. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll re-listen to that promo that they did from earlier this year when we covered them. When uh, they did the little dance and they were shucking and jiving. Yeah. And they actually literally had the match and they put their tuxedos back on and their cummerbunds. Yeah. And you were like, bro, these Super Soul brothers got out there, wrestled, sweating, and then had to put those coats and cummerbunds and ties on. He's like, what kind of bullshit is this? It was pretty phenomenal. Uh, I went back. Well, we're, and, we're good. We're good. Sometimes, if Harper would just restart his damn computer, we'd be all, it would be even better. We, How we can, would. We're in year five of this thing. How can he not know that? <laughs> I don't know, man. He was rushing today, though. He's rushing today. What? Wait, what? Rushing. He was rushing. Oh, like, like rushing. He was, okay. Yeah, he's not rushing. No, he's he's not comrade. rushing. Not Comrade Harper, okay. Yeah, not com- not, not to, Comrade Harper, to, no. Is he trying to meddle in an election or something? Come on, oh, pal. God, come on, bro. <laughs> why, do they, why do they keep saying that Brad Armstrong got bad advice? What are you talking about? In this match, they keep saying that his agents were giving him bad advice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Do you? Did you oh. come up with a reason why they were saying that? No, dude. I don't give a shit. You think I do any research for this thing? Okay, so Brad Armstrong defeats Dave Spearman right here. And if you don't have anything else, Doc, we can keep moving. No, I mean, uh, that swing and neck breaker. I like, I, I do like the way when he hits that thing, that that back neck breaker, that the way he pops up and around and over, I like that. Almost, I was noticing that in this match. It's like, that, that looks good, you know? Good for him. Very good talent, underutilized, in my opinion. Not in, not in Smoky Mountain. Well, no, not in Smoky. We're we're getting close to that. Definitely not in Smoky, but definitely underutilized. It seems right, like a to... long time since I've watched any Smoky Mountain, pal. Yeah, I know. We go to Paul Jones. A uh, quick, couple quick notes on that. The crowd is still chanting ball-headed geek during Jones's promo, which is phenomenal when you think about it, that they're still <laughs> chanting that. <laughs> where's where's Boogie Woogie? Um, I don't know if Boogie, I haven't looked at the book lately to see if Boogie was still kind of working some of the shows, but, so I'm really not sure, but the crowd just still chanting here, ball-headed geek is phenomenal. I mean, this is two years ago and they're still chanting it. Oh, more than two years ago, basically, when it started. I mean, he's, he's in the middle of 86, 
Well, I guess this is in August. So, yeah, just two years ago. And he's, you know, the whole angle with him and Boogie and Pez and Shaska. And and here we are two years later and they're still chanting Ballheaded Geek. It's phenomenal. It's just really good stuff. Uh, the other note I had from it, he's basically pointing the finger at Ivan Koloff and blaming Ivan for their failures as a group. Uh, uh, did you catch that? Yeah, I was like, man, why is he putting Uncle Ivan on blast? Well, stay tuned because there's something that is going to happen with that. And then even in the next match, when they go to Al Perez and Max MacGyver, Jr. and Tony do a great job of speculating that Paul Jones maybe should point the finger at himself yeah, and not no at shit. the failures of Ivan, at the team's failures at Ivan. And I think they may be on to something with that as I think through that. So, yep, there's that. All right. Uh, Hopper didn't text me, but it looks like he's back on. So let me well, let's hey, see hey. here. Yeah, let's see. Let's let's see if we can we can get him this back. Let's dumb, see. Let's this, let's, this let's see if ass. his internet is back. Jeez. Um, I'm gonna keep recording. I'm not editing this shit out. Nah, man. One take wonders. Unprofessional for a reason, pal. That's right. You get what you pay for. <laughs> uh, we did have a hell of a pre-show tonight. That's that was that was one of the things that was great. And uh, it's just ringing and ringing and ringing. And come on, Hopper. I told you this cocksucker was done for the night. He's out fucking trying to bang that broad who knows everything's a work. I don't know who he's talking about. See if the... <laughs> Work this, bitch. As he... Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Uh, this shit ain't gonna suck itself. That's nice, Doc. Come on, <laughs> bruh. That's Straight fucked up. up. That's not Bill Harper. That's, that's whistleblower. That's, that's the whistleblower. You're not getting uh, me with that. No, I know. All right. Uh, he didn't. He's not answering. So we'll keep going. We'll keep going. He a, he's like. He's like told his broad. He goes, look, I can't just no show this thing, but I can get on there for a minute. I'll make the noises, make it sound like my connection's off, and then. I'll hang up and I won't call back in and say I couldn't get it restarted. It was doing updates and then we can go to the bedroom and bang. Well, he just texted what me and said he's on. What percentage chance was there that that actually happened? I don't think so. Hopper, are you there? Hi. Hey, welcome back, buddy. Did you get your uh, IT problems resolved? Yeah. Sounds a lot better. Shit. <laughs> Does it sound better? Oh my God, yes. Uh, well, there you go. Let's so just start I, got, over. I got a question. Yeah. We we listened we to Luger. We didn't listen to Paul Jones though. Did you have anything from Luger's promo? It didn't sound bad. I mean, he's 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 he seems to get better every fucking week. And when he says diamonds are forever, but your title reign won't, or something like that, he said something like that. Damn, Harper's a Luger mark, and I'm like, fuck you know. There you go. He's solid. That's my yeah. That I had. And he fucking took his shirt off, and that chick was like, "Whatever, dork." <laughs> Did you have anything from Brad Armstrong and Dave Spearman? No, me either. We, we talked about it. Nothing. A little bit. What about Paul Jones? Doc and I talked about that one. I mean, it's poor old means. <sighs> mm. He, okay, the guy's mask can't just be fucking red. Yeah, it can. No, they got the 
the inside of it has to be yellow. You see how it, where it's got that kind of rubber, it, like by the eyes and the nose, make that yellow. That's fucking lazy. That just a red fucking mask. Okay, we're gonna put this this the, the fucking sickle thing on, on top. Make it make that yellow, man. There's no reason why they couldn't hey, have done that. What you don't know is why you were gone. Fucking Mike accused you of being Russian. Why? I said you were you were a Russian spy. <laughs> oh, was I? I said my exact words were you didn't restart today because you were rushing. To get on, no, that's not what late. you said. You know how you do things. You go, "That's my partner," and nobody can understand what the fuck you mean. So yeah. you said he was rushing around. You said he was rushing today, and I was like, "Wait, wait." Yeah, speaking like, "Oh my god, bro." What? You know how I do the fucking Goma Powell fucking thing? <laughs> oh boy! In Winston Salem, that shit was real, bro. We <laughs> would stop at a gas station or something. I would just hear this like. Well, you know, they're going to do that. You know, they're going to open up that new highway. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's real. Today, I was sitting at my desk and out in the hallway, I heard some guy telling another guy that he and his wife were getting ready to drive up to Knoxville, Tennessee and look for their retirement home. Oh, yeah. I was like, um, if you see a sad bear smoking in a cage, <laughs> here's my card. Give me a call. That's not damn. what he said. This is what he said. Fucking what? loser. <laughs> In fucking Knoxville? Yeah. Why? So they can get some land, dog. I guess, man. Get, get your black lung on. Call Hopper if you see the suicidal bear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what'd God that bear damn. fucking do to be... Be put in a fucking hole for the rest of his fucking life. <laughs> God, that bear was that damn bear was miserable in the Smokies. Like the bear's like, look, instead of throwing down fucking uh, you know, uh, uh, fucking Mike and Ike's and fucking bread down, why don't you throw a fucking hand grenade down here and fucking put me on my goddamn misery? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Hopper how miserable that bear's life was. Uh, how- Going between that, please kill me. And if I can get out of this cage, I'm killing everybody. <laughs> and it had a and it had a deer in there. A deer is meant to run, bro. Put no deer in no fucking. That's like putting a horse in there. Yeah, we're, we're gonna take a horse and put him in a fucking hole. And that fucking little fucking tourist kids picking their fucking nose, fucking pointing at him for the rest of his fucking life. The fuck. I hope that shit's illegal now. Come on, bro. I'm sure PETA made it illegal. They've done other nah, stuff that's not, worse. Not uh, that part of the country. Yeah. Absolutely without a question. Oh, shoot. We got we to gotta go to Gary Hart, now Perez. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut it off. Here's uh, Gary Hart, Man, now Perez. Good. It was. Talking about Dusty. Here we go. Shit of a doubt. One of the young lions in professional wrestling that is practically unbeatable. Now, you talk about Dusty Rhodes. You say there's a man 280 pounds, a seasoned veteran. As tough and bad as they come. Well, jump on him, Rhodes. Jump on him. And your partner, Dickie Murdoch, the original outlaws. I don't care. I believe any partner I pick, if it's Kevin Sullivan, if it's Ronnie Garvin, if it's one of the varsity club, put him with Al Perez. They are so diversified that there is no way in the world that Rhodes and Murdoch can beat him in a team or in a single. 
And one other thing I'd like to bring up, every week, week after week, I listen to these wrestlers talking about, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. I ain't seen you do nothing. All I've seen you do is come out here and talk about it. And one thing that I really wanna do, you know, I wanna make a personal apology to Dickie Murdoch. You know, I said that Dickie Murdoch Dance with Dusty Rhodes' big, fat, ugly sister, which he did. <laughs> now imagine Dusty Rhodes' sister. Imagine Dusty Rhodes in a print dress, brown and white Oxfords, and and, and a butch cut. You know, I think she might be a little too. You know, uh, mm. but one thing that I must say, when Dusty wasn't at the dance, Dickie Murdoch used to carry a feed bag in his pocket, and he put it over the woman's head. The only one uglier. Than Dusty Rhodes and Dickie Murdoch that I have ever noticed in my life. The ugliest woman in all of Texas. And there's a lot of ugly women in Texas. And you Texans sitting there right now, turn around and look at your wife or your daughter. And then tell me I'm lying. But your wife and your daughter or your grandmother or your aunt or anybody ain't quite as ugly as Dusty Rhodes' sister. Now, I don't know what more I can say, Rhodes, unless I tell about your mama dipping snuff wearing white socks and fly sack something that them Texas women wear. I'll see you later. But you, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard from Gary Hart and Al Perez. We're actually to come after these men. What the hell, Hopper? That's fucked up, huh? He God. called his fucking daughter's sister a, a fucking bull dyke, basically. I mean, shit. That's foul. It ain't be thinking in Texas... Even Gary Hart knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn, that's foul, man. Yeah, man he he went yeah. he went he went off. Um, Doc, what did you have from it? Man, let me tell you something. Texas women are looking good all the time, all the way live, all the time. So I didn't appreciate some of that, but uh, yeah, he worked stiff on some broads there. He he went he went off, bro. He really did. Well, you know what they did? They probably got there and they said, "Yeah, we don't really have anything for you to talk about, so just go out there and give me two or three minutes." And he, he said, he, "All right." Call he called him Butchie. I, I don't know. Butch, yeah, Butchie, uh, which means butch. Which I know snacking on tang. Yeah, I know, I know, but I don't know if I've heard it. Said like that, butchie. Oh yeah, I'm sure you have. Oh come on. Just doc, saying. Any, any other thoughts on that, Doc? That was rough, man. He's in the he's in the uh, contendership here for some Rolex action. Yeah, yeah. Hopper, anything else from you? With Dick Murdoch, I guess he's face now, huh? Oh, you weren't here. Yeah, he turned again. He's God, God damn. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you, this is playing months ahead of time. Yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> right. don't, don't miss shows, pal. God, these are like, you know how they got those football players or like an athlete, a guy that plays basketball or baseball, and he'll be with one team for three months, and he goes and plays somewhere else for three months, and then next year he might play two years somewhere else, and then he goes and plays somewhere else for a year, like a journeyman quarterback. That's always yes. a backup somewhere. That's yes. what they're fucking doing. They're just fucking okay. He's he, he's here. Okay, now he's over, and now this guy's over there. 
Yeah, you, you broke up a little, but I heard you. That's exactly what 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 it feels like sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you miss a week here and there, you 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 may be lost. And it goes back yeah. to what Doc said. It, it, those old timers would tell you, "Oh, brother, everything was airtight." No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That's a big nabra. Yeah. All right, uh, I do have a promo that I need to play. It's actually. Tully and Arn, they don't actually have their own promo time, but they do some talking during Barry's match right here with Curtis Thompson. So it's let's just... go. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, you're about to say something. Go ahead. What are you saying? I mean, this is very WWF-ish. Kind of. I, th- I thought so, too. Yeah. Because they used to do that stuff on yep. superstars, and they would have the guy that was – the guy's opponent would be shooting a, a little bullshit promo during the fucking – Squash match, like yep. a little twenty second promo. I think they did it too here because they they needed to maximize time. They knew they had a short shorter show, and I think they were trying to fit it in like this. So yeah, all right, let's go to let's go to Tully and Arn here and see what they got to say. You know, I tell you what, Arn, you sit here, you watch BW, one of the four horsemen, United States Heavyweight Champion, looking great like only the horseman can. But then you got to think about Cornet and the Midnight Express, Tully. I used to think Bobby Eaton was something near and dear to my heart, but Bobby, when you let a man do your thinking for you and we've not established that he's even got any male hormones, then I gotta figure that ugly broad that I used to haul all over Charlotte, I got a bad rap in Charlotte, North Carolina, cause everybody thought I was hauling some broad around with scraggly hair, needed a touch of rouge, and a little eye paint. The bottom line is, Bobby, what we used to have or used to be is just like broads we toss aside in Stan Lane. You like to snake it, not Johnny Jackson. And the bottom line is, Lane, you've got too many tendencies to chase women and keep your mind on all things other than having a good fight. If you want to be world champion, you put your broads in the proper perspective and you take care of business first. We're the horsemen, first and foremost. Midnight Express, our runners up, second best, always will be, always have been. You want to be a world champion, change your lifestyle, do your own talking, because you got to do your own fighting, just like the horsemen always have. That's why we're world champions. You know, Cornette, the one one thing you get on talk about how everybody is always you've taken them down and put them down you may have but see the one thing that all your other opponents they're always worried about you too much you can buy a ticket come if you want don't come it makes no difference we're after you lane and eating there they are the wor- i thought arm was very effective in that little short promo right there what did you think doc yeah man he's having to mess with bobby and calls in doesn't have any male hormones <laughs> and then basically says what everybody else is thinking is that Stan might be late for the match because he's fucking balls deep in some broad. You want to be world champion, put your broads in the proper perspective. That's <laughs> right, Mike. That's, that's a good policy to live by. That's why Troy Aikman didn't have a wife while he was leading us to three Super Bowls. Harper, what do you think if you're not breaking up again? <laughs> that was, I mean, I mean, like you said, I mean, where's your priorities? Y'all are trying to give, trying to fuck, and we're trying to be champions. That's why we're champions. But you can't be champions and bang. I mean, look at Rick. He oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. Well, that's different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's different. Oh, okay. Different rules for him, right? Always. He's the okay. champ. Gotcha. Just making sure I understand. All right, uh, Doc. Any other thoughts on Arn and Tully right there? 
No, I, I did think it was kind of odd to show them in the inset, kind of WWF-ish at the time. But hey, they're about to go there anyway, so fuck it. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got much longer, man. It's kind of depressing. Let's yeah. go to JJ and Barry here for their promo. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the United States heavyweight title, the champion, Barry Wyndham, the claw of Barry Wyndham. There's a man, the Sting, with the scorpions after him. Well, I thought it was awful quiet in here, Barry. I didn't hear any hooting and hollering and yelping today. Apparently, Sting's not here. No Maybe a few victories like that with the claw put a little fear in the Sting. You know, as I've said before, Sting seems to think, and you seem to think at times, that I can't do it without the claw. Now, you know well that I am and that I was before the claw came off the best tactician in professional wrestling. I know every hold, I know every counter. Sting, Dusty Rhodes, all this is is my ace in a hole, so to say. When I put this claw on Dusty's head or on Sting's head, doesn't matter who they are, how big they are, how high they can jump, or how hard they can pound in their chest. They all lay down on the mat, and they all say, please, Barry, let go of my head. Let go of my face. It hurts too bad. Sting, when I get a hold of you, I will put your shoulders on the mat, and the U.S. Championship will stay home with me as always. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see about that when Barry Wyndham and Sting collide. Listen, more action to come. Hang on to your seats. All right, Doc, any thoughts on Barry and J.J. right there? Not a lot. He just looks, man. It's funny because he that he got a slight haircut to that hair, and he looks heelish with those bangs. I don't know. I Barry's awesome in this role, though. I've always liked him here. Uh, Hopper, you anything? Yeah, Barry's so much better as a heel. God, you can say that a million times over. It's so true. Yeah, I think he was good as a face, like we talked about when he had like those matches with Flair. Like that, it was one thing. But I mean, you know, Flair. Flair does so well with anybody. And I mean, his promos were okay. And he, you know, his in-ring stuff with Flair was great as well. They had some wars. But like when it comes time to be promo, uh, to do promos, he just, he's got that just smuggish look to him as a heel. And the way he pronounces things and says it with JJ standing there, he's just so much better. So I agree with you. All right, we go to our last promo of this episode. It is Rick, Arn, Tully, Barry, and JJ. All are out there, all four of the horsemen. Uh, let's hear what they got to say. Greatest world heavyweight champion ever, Rick Flair, the king in his court. The horsemen, look at him. What we have right here is a family situation that causes distress to the hearts of every wrestler in the world today. And Lex Luger, the bottom line is, you came out here and you called it as you saw it, and that is Ric Flair and the Horsemen are at the peak of their game. In other words, the World Tag Team Champions, the United States Heavyweight Champion, the mastermind that controls it all, and in my own humble little way, I'm just the world's heavyweight champion. So Nikita, Luger, Sting, Dr. Death, oh, the Road Warriors, Lex Luger, and last but not least, your highness, 
Sir Dusty Rhodes. Y'all just have to go out back and pull your own chain. Because there's nobody here in this great family that really cares what you think, what you want, or what you can do. Because as Arn Anderson said, all you know is what we tell you. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Because we are the horsemen. We are the world champions. We are the very best that this sport has to offer. And a lot of you wrestlers out there, a lot of you fans out there don't like it. But the bottom line is, once again, learn to like it. Because it is the best thing going today. God bless each and every one of you. You got a problem? You got a problem? <laughs> it's no problem. Look us up. Woo! It's been your pleasure as usual. Uh, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, the horseman. Doc, any thoughts on the horseman right there? I thought it was kind of meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes, yeah, I agree. You know, they're waiting for something else to come along. I think, and then it's not because half the group's leaving. I'm mad. Yeah. mad. I'm just mad. I'm in a bad mood now. Quit. Okay. Harper, your thoughts? Yeah, fucking. I was wondering why is Arn wearing his gear? Well, Duh. that might answer the question of something getting cut out. Yeah, right, they something work? got cut out because I mean, it, I mean, Tully's wearing clothes. So. Yeah, you're right. Like, did Arn work? And I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. Uh, that that might answer a question of what got cut out. Who knows? But it's true because Tully is in his in his regular clothes. So I don't know. I thought it was meat and potatoes though. Kind of like both of y'all. Yeah. They go to the last match. It is the Fantastics who defeat Brad and Britt Holiday, and that's how they go off air. Um. That was it. That was the end of the episode. Literally 38 minutes. Uh, so I will go first. Go and give me wait, wait. What? Where's the mod squad? What about the, the mob squad? squad. Jesus. The mod, the mod squad. The police guys. Yeah, they, they yeah they've been, been gone for a fucking year. Right? Well, look, look at They've been gone for a while. Look at Hopper and all his little friends trying to get a... Get some action in on the fantastic slapping hands. What's and up, girl? <laughs> There's that broad. There's that chick. The fucking Madonna looking broad. Yep, she's she's enjoying her wrestling. Yeah, she's a fucking groupie, huh? Oh, boy. Aren't they all? Yeah. Right, Mike? Nice. I guess. Uh, Hopper and his friends were just harassing Tommy and Bobby trying to get to the ring. I can tell you that much. Good Lord. It was like we're pulling all over them. Um, all right, what did you have from this, Doc, before we go to Rolexes and ratings? Uh, they got a new finisher. Yeah. Okay, do you, they weren't doing the rocket launcher. Want to tell the people what it is? I don't remember. I watched this shit last week, pal. Super splash. Oh, so, so you're going to say what it is, but not... No, I'm going to say that they have one, but not what it is. Gotcha. All right, it? so then... No, it's coming up. Though. Here it comes. This no, here it comes. Yeah, they got to get out of here in 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm going to pick you up, and this guy's just going to lay there and not move. <laughs> I ain't doing anything. They're actually going to do another one in a few weeks, too, where 
there's a thing where basically Tommy does a front flip off the top rope, but and I think they did it in Smoky Mountain too. But I think Tommy did it with or Bobby did it with his brother. Uh, they'll like flip the person over, so they'll he'll hold his arms and hands, and he does a front flip over the top, and he'll land on him with his back. They'll did they did it in Smoky. Y'all just probably don't remember. But anyway, okay. Uh, Doc, we need to rate this thing. We need to give out some Rolex before we do so. Remember, it is the holidays, so please use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Lots of you are using it. We appreciate it, so please continue to use it. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, side pieces in your life, and tell them to use it every time they use Amazon. Actually, go put it in the browser that they use and tell them to bookmark it. That way, every time they go to Amazon... When they click that favorite link, they're already there. That's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support the show on an ongoing basis without spending anything extra, especially if you're shopping a lot on Amazon. All right, uh, Doc, I, I'll go first with a Rolex. I'm giving it to Gary Hart. He just he just went off on Dusty, so Gary Hart's getting it from me. Who are you giving the, your Rolex to, Doc? That's a good choice. I'm going with Corny because I think Corny was going a little bit faster and getting more shit in. Fair enough. Hopper, who are you giving your Rolex to? I am on the fucking Gary Harper just not giving a fuck. <laughs> he didn't give two shits, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he went off. You know what's funny? What if Dusty wasn't there that day? And he just went off like that. <laughs> Because we didn't What's see Dusty. The, uh, true. And I don't know. It makes me wonder if Dusty used to watch it back if he wasn't there. I bet you he didn't. But No. So I wonder if he just went off like that because Dusty wasn't there. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. All right. Doc, you want to rate this thing? Huh. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah, this might be one of the lowest I've handed out for this show in the almost three years we've been doing it ever yeah oh no oh boy. yeah i'm gonna say c minus oh fuck that's almost a day <laughs> jesus for real um wow Hopper, what about you what you gonna give it i'll give it a b minus because it was only 38 minutes long yeah, that's true. It was thirty-eight minutes. I'm gonna up mine to a C. All right, I'm gonna yeah. give. I'm 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 in agreement with Hopper. And let me tell you, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a B minus. But to be frank, if out if Gary Hart doesn't cut that promo on Dusty the way he did, it probably would have gotten to the C range. That shit was great when he went off on Dusty. I thought that yeah. was phenomenal. So. I'm giving it a B minus as well. All right. We got to do some wildcat business before we get out of here. But I want to remind yeah. you, if you yeah. have not done so, tell your wife, your girlfriend, whoever you're in love with or not, or whoever loves you. What's, what does love have to do with whatever. any? What, no, what does love have to do with any of this? I mean, what's love got to do, got to do with it? Love. It's just is a secondhand love. emotion. Yeah. Love is love. Oh, God, you, you sound like one of them fucking people. <laughs> it ain't that fucking hard, guys. It is, right. too, and I'm going to stick it inside you. Oh. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> anyway, tell your loved ones that you want for Christmas to be a BTT Patreon member 
and become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You get access to our pre-shows, our world-class shows, ECW shows, and all the other extra crap and bullshit and shenanigans up on our Patreon feed. Doc and I did one tonight. As a matter of fact, that was a pretty good one. At tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. There you go. Become a patron. You get a whole lot of extra of us, and that's that. All right, Hopper, December the 25th, Wildcat Sports. MVP is going to be in the house in Kenner, Louisiana. Is it Keith, Dewey, Jim, and Kenner? That's it. All right. Uh, Why don't you just say fuck Christmas Day? Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. Christmas Day. It's a Christmas show. It is becoming a a Christmas tradition again. You know, back in the day in the territories... Everybody always worked on Christmas, as you always hear Cornette and all the old-timers say. Well, now, Wildcat has made it a tradition. So for the second year in a row, I believe it is now, they are having their annual Christmas night show. So go check them out. Be there. What else do you have to do on Christmas night? You're tired of your loved ones. You've been bullshitting with them all day. They're making you sick. You know, you got to hear the same old stories from Aunt Janice and Uncle Felipe. So... Just go see Wildcat Sports on December 25th if you're in New Orleans. Right, Hopper? Yeah. When you get married. Jesus Fuck Christ. you. <laughs> Tomorrow. Did you get that one? Do you get that one often, Hopper? When you getting married, honey. I haven't heard that in forever. Oh, that's great. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, um, Doc, you got anything else before we uh, hit the go-home queue and get out of here? Right off into the sunset. <laughs> Doc? Think he left. Did he text me? He must have walked away. Hold on, let me see. Y'all take it home. Okay, yeah, it was like five minutes ago. Great. All right. Um, Hopper, anything else on Wildcat related though, or are we good? No, nah, we're good. All right. Let's get on out of here, Hopper. Do me a favor, hit the tagline and take us home. Book it, bitch.
Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there for supporting this show and making this show possible twice per week, every single week with the Smoky Mountain shows and the NWA shows. And um, I mean, look, I know you get extra shows, but ultimately, when you are a patron for us and support us on Patreon, we thank you because it does help the eight free shows as well. So I know we do extra stuff, but with that said, patrons out there such as yourself, thank you for for being patrons. And if you're not one, remember, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Over 200 plus episodes are available on Patreon for you to enjoy and listen to you. Listen to extra stuff that we've done, wrestling stuff, non-wrestling stuff. And when I say non-wrestling stuff, it's nothing political or social things in the world. It's just Harper, Doc, and I having tons of fun talking about just utter stupidity uh, for entire episodes. So that's that's what you have to look forward to. There's a lot there. The Dallas Cowboys ring rat house. Harper talking about the worst places to take a dump. So much stuff that's available on Patreon. Now, I also want to say a special shout out to our, our Hall of Fame Patreon members. Don Dippinette, uh, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Suazo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Mabasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at, at Half Points Point on Twitter. Keep cutting those promos, kid! You're the man, Marlon. Thank you, man. I appreciate your support. Long time. Josh Warren, you too, long time supporter. Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue from the Bottom Line cast. Make sure y'all check that show out. Him and JV do a great job. And Mike Prue is also uh, a co-host on the ECW Extreme Live cast on our Patreon feed. Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeFries, SV Pagem, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andre, Cole Mini 22, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thank you for all of your support. And lastly, like always, thank you to everyone. Uh, oh, I can't forget. Check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they're getting close to the end, but they've chronicled the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. It's a really good show. They basically just go through Stone Cold's entire career. I say entire career. It's mostly his WWF stuff, but Mike and JV also do the ECW show uh, on our Patreon feed and that show they do on their free feed. Uh, just search the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast on or go on to Twitter at Bottom Line Cast and you can find them. Thank you everyone for all of your support. That's it. We're going to get out of here. You know what Harper always says when you get out of here. When we get out of here, book it, bitch. <laughs>